0: This is a diet of Brussels. Can David Cameron keep on adding stuff to the shopping list? Um, I ask this question because one of the things that wasn't really very noticed over the weekend uh, was the announcement in uh, the Daily Telegraph that uh, David Cameron was going to also try and uh, negotiate uh, British uh, exemption from the Working Time Directive. Now, those of you of a certain age will recall that this was a piece of legislation agreed uh, by the European Union uh, about 10-15 uh, years ago, which set limits on the amount of time people could work. So it says there are certain amounts of uh, breaks that you have to have during any working period, total uh, limit on the amount you work each week on average. Now for a long time the UK was not uh, part of that system, had an exemption from it, uh, until uh, the Labour government decided that they actually wanted to, uh, to sign up to that. Now... There's a question. Uh, Firstly, the one that I started with, which is, can David Cameron add stuff uh, to the list? Um, Of course he can. Uh, There's no uh, procedure for doing any of this. If he wants to add something in, uh, then he's more than welcome to. At the same time, uh, we've got to ask, uh, does he have a chance of getting that agreed? And we also need to ask, well, why has he only thought about uh, adding this in at this stage? Let's do those questions the other way around, uh, because that's the the more logical way. Um, Why has he added it in now? Well, it's a a valid question. Uh, For a long time in British politics, there was broad consensus that the working time directive was a bad thing, uh, with capital letters. And that, uh, particularly for doctors, they weren't getting enough time uh, uh, to have proper experience and be properly trained. And the fact that they might be uh, exhausted and tired uh, didn't seem to come into it. Now uh we still have a particular situation for the u k which is that uh, individuals can opt out of the overall work limit if they wish to um, but in practice, uh the legislation is there in place for the u k now uh you'd have to go through some kind of legislative procedure to amend the directive um, so that uh the u k didn't have to apply it anymore. And that would normally require uh, a qualified majority of the, uh, the other member states. So most of the other member states would have to agree to that. Now, it's possible, it's conceivable. Uh, it seems a bit odd to be out, then in, and then go back out again. But I think at this stage, uh, most of the European partners are just uh, more bemused than anything else about what the UK is trying to achieve. So it's, uh, it's conceivable. It's a bit more tricky because it would require amendment of uh, primary legislation. I can imagine the European Parliament might also get a bit uh, unhappy about uh, any changes to that. So why bring it up now, I think is really the, the, the more pertinent uh, issue. Um, I think what we've got here is a case of a, sort of, uh, a degree of amnesia about the system. Um, given that it has been such an issue, uh, it didn't really fit very neatly into the kind of narrative that Cameron was trying to build up about deregulation. Well, it does actually fit in deregulation, so there's a question about why he didn't mention that. But maybe this is a way of bringing it to people's attention as a way of showing that he's still on the case. Now, in the context of this weekend, where everyone else has been worrying about Greece, uh, I'm not just worrying, I'm really uh, panicking about Greece, uh, it looks like a rather esoteric and... Uh, Quixotic uh, kind of uh, adventure but it's for domestic audiences really this uh, this proposal that people who have heard of the Working Time Directive be wanting to try and do uh, something about that however I think it also just speaks to the, the lack of coordination around the project that David Cameron's trying to pursue that this is uh, probably one of the more accessible issues, it's one of the things that he probably could have used as a hook Uh, early on to help people understand how practically the renegotiation might uh, help and you know I think it's uh, just uh, indicative of the way in which uh, pressure comes from different quarters to oh well you forgot about this and you forgot about that why didn't you do this and uh, Cameron's team pretty much saying well yeah why not let's uh, let's add that to the list so I think uh, that change in complexion of what we have is partly a reflection of domestic pressures. It's also a reflection of uh, what the team, uh, the negotiating team think they might be able to secure. I would be surprised if they haven't floated this uh, previously with partners as a potential concession that could be made. Uh, the costs to others are relatively minor. Um, the benefit potentially to the UK in terms of securing them a continued membership might be relatively high. So let's not be surprised if we find other things coming through over the coming months.